If you want to be in a good spot financially, you have to make sure you know the six pillars of strength. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Thank you so much for being here again with us. If you have listened to the Seven Figures podcast all year, then you know the first Friday of every month, our good friend CFP and VP at Morgan Stanley joins the conversation, Erica Cummings. Now, if this is your very first episode, if you just found us, welcome to the Seven Figures podcast. Welcome to our community. This is a perfect episode to jump in on because Erica, um, every month, When she comes in, she helps us focus on one area of our finances. Absolutely. And chunk it out so that it's much easier for you to focus on. And that's what a lot of our listeners are saying with the feedback that we're getting, that it's easier to understand. They can say that they are more confident about their finances. Or at least just feeling as if you can have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of women out there that are afraid to just even discuss money, whether it be with their spouses or their friends. It's, first of all, a very taboo subject. Probably is it still, it though? It is. Oh, yes. Probably more so than other subjects that you would think is taboo. Because there's this feeling of vulnerability that you are almost in a competition, mm. even though you don't want to compete with some of the people that you care about the most. It's almost a feeling of competition that if they tell me that they have more or they have more of their their stuff together, so to speak, than yeah. I do, it automatically makes you feel as if you're not as as good, that you're not, yeah. from a competitive standpoint, you are not bringing yourself up to the level that you should be at. And so uh, it's very hard to have those discussions. People will discuss sex. They will discuss their health. They will discuss so many other things before they actually really talk about money. Now, you've been doing this for how many years? Almost 19. Okay. So now throughout those 19 years, have you at least seen some improvement with more female clients coming in, being the one to initiate the meetings? So definitely there's been a shift. Uh, Could be a lot more. And that's part of the reason why we're on this journey is there's still a, a disconnect between women and investments in particular. And we all know about the gender disconnect in terms of pay, but there is a huge disconnect in the investment arena. And part of it has to do with cultural and just historical norms. But a lot of it also has to do with the fact that we're so busy, which is a lot of what we're going to discuss today. So when I look at my clients over the last almost two decades, it's been two different generations that I've worked with. So you had the older baby boomers and sometimes older than that. Which the stereotype there is the guy will take care of it. Exactly. Exactly. What I've been trying to do and what I think the industry is trying to do is to engage the women, even of that generation, in the meetings themselves. And what we do is try to provide a safe environment to have workshops to engage women where they're not with their male counterparts so they feel safe to ask questions. Because it really, I've done workshops where some of the women in the group don't know what a stock or a bond is. And in any other environment, they would not admit that. So they would continue to not know what they need to know. And so I think that as time goes on and we are focusing on creating environments where it's safe and it's not Mm -hmm. intimidating for older women to ask those questions and to be involved, then it will get better. But no question that it's hard to change 
a generation that had these yeah. that that that's just the way things were. And then you talk about our generation, those of us that are in our 40s and maybe late 30s, it's no longer this notion of my husband does this because that's men do it better. It's my husband does this because I do everything else. And it's just mm. easy to delegate. Mm-hmm. So here we are, we're getting towards the beginning of a school year and there's physicals and there's sports that are starting and the kids have to be all over the place all the time. You have to get the school supplies. You have to make sure the lockers are filled and it's crazy. You know, and I saw a study just the other day and dads are being more involved, more engaged with what's happening with the kids. Yeah. But still 90% of the burden of juggling the schedule, the family schedule falls on the mom. Yes, it does. To this day, 90%. So you're, you're absolutely right. And then what happens is we say, okay, well, the one thing that I can delegate is the money stuff. And unfortunately, what that does is it puts us in the same position that we were just for a different reason 40 years ago. And we're still not necessarily engaged. We are earning and we're contributing, which is somewhat different than it was maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago. But we are not sitting down and having discussions about the larger topics when it comes to financial planning. Banking, writing checks out, if anybody still does that, I don't know. Um, any type of balancing your your you know day-to-day finances, grocery shopping, paying off credit cards, those type of things, those are tasks. Those are not real ah. planning things. And so a lot of women will say, I take care of the the money. Well, yeah, you probably take care of the paychecks being put into the account and making sure the bills are paid. But that's not the larger items. That's not the 401ks. That's not are we taking advantage of all of our benefits? Are we comparing each other's benefits to see which ones make more sense? Do we have enough life insurance? Do we have a will? Have we talked about the future? What are we working towards? How much should be savings for college? How much should be savings for our retirement? All of those are, are big life-changing topics. And those are the topics that are not being discussed as much at home. Part of it too is we're in our 40s and that future seems so far away. Sure. But now is the time to be doing it because once you get into your 50s and 60s, you're running out of time. And that's what we've been doing all year with you. Every yes. every month you've come in and you can scroll back to the previous podcast, look for the first Friday of every month. And we tackle each one of those issues that you just addressed. Yep. You know, the benefits and the, what is a 401k and yeah. all that. So we've taken so many steps forward each month. It's another step forward. Now is the time, and you've said this, that don't fall back all the way to the beginning, right? Yes. This time in particular is a very important time that we keep moving forward, right? Abs- yes. There's always a, I, I can't do it now, I'll do it later. But I think we've been really good in trying to make each month small enough in the sense of the responsibilities and we've we've made them weekly and they're smaller tasks to be able to manage. And hopefully the women that have been listening since the beginning of the year or those that came in during have gone back and been able to keep it up until this point. Sure. I'm speaking from a mother of two kids, 13 and 10. I am a full-time working mom and all the rest of it that comes along with it. It is so hectic at this time of year. It's hectic when we're out of a routine in the summer. 
you're driving kids to camp and this one's at this one and this one's over here. I have put so many miles on my car this summer. It's scary. I filled up. I am not even exaggerating or joking. I tend to exaggerate, but this time I'm not. Two days ago, I filled up my tank. I am down to half a tank of gas. I know. In two days. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's back and forth to the fields. And this one's got to be here. And that one's got to be there. And then all of a sudden you wake up and go, oh, my gosh, I haven't bought a single folder or notebook. Here's the list. And it's miles long and has to be green folders for this class and blue folders for that class. God bless the teachers because I think they're, they're angels on earth. But... These lists are pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. I remember having a trapper keeper, I think, and that was all you had when yeah, you went right, to school. It was, right. It was trapper keepers in spiral notebooks, and that yeah. was it. So this is the time that we do want to say, okay, I'm going to push the pause button for a second and let me catch up on other things. But yes. it is crucial for us not to do that. And that's yes. where you came up with this, the six pillars of strength that we need to follow, especially now. Yes. So it's this idea that, And we're never going to be perfect at all of these. Mm -hmm. But as women, Mm -hmm. these are the six things that we should be continuously focusing on and not letting any one of them completely fall off the radar. And the reason I want to talk about this this month is we're about to get into, like we just said, it's starting to get crazy, Mm -hmm. hectic. The kids get back to school. It's a fight over homework, making sure that reports are done and making sure that tests are being studied for. And then also work is probably ramping up again. For most people, the summertime tends to be a little slower at work and people take vacations and you get into this a little bit of a relaxed mode at work. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody does, but that's the general consensus. So you have work ramping up, you have the kids ramping up, you have all the activities, you have everything you have to plan for. And oh, by the way, in a month, We're heading into the holidays and family visits and you name it, Halloween costumes. Spirit Halloween is already setting up and hiring people. Like, stop the insanity. (laughs) And you're just thinking, cha-ching, cha-ching. Exactly. So you have so you have all of these added expenses that come over the next few months. You have all of this added responsibility. And a lot of times all the things that we're supposed to be doing to keep ourselves healthy whether it be financially healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, all of these things tend to get compromised as we get towards the end of the year because you're getting really pulled in 17 different directions. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that you just take a moment and focus on just writing down these six pillars, what they mean to both you and what they mean to what you should be doing. So how does it make you feel? Do you feel like you're doing this for yourself? And then how can you make sure that you are focusing on this while you're dealing with the 17 Mm -hmm. different directions that'll come? Because the last thing we want is to have these women have done a wonderful job listening and doing all their homework and getting everything together over the past seven months. And then all of a sudden or eight months, and then you get totally sucked into the next crazy four months and you're back at January again and you never truly followed through because we're going to continue to have three more podcasts after this with things to do to prep for the end of the year and to prep for the following year and to really keep this going. The last thing you want is to have fallen off. Yeah. And have to start all over again. Yes. And this happens with every aspect. So part of what we'll talk about is also we do this with eating. We do this with exercising. I mean, this is the time of year that all yep. of a sudden, we we got really 
serious about our physical appearance prior to the summer because let's face it we're yep. showing more of it yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's oh we get to put the uggs back on yeah, and we get to put the now. nice cozy sweatshirts <laughs> back on and oh i'll have that piece of pumpkin pie <laughs> and oh that pumpkin the pumpkin spice latte that's 400 oh, calories tastes so good and so we tend to kind of let everything go and yeah. then we also end up entertaining a lot and trying to please so many people and then we also have the images all around social media that make us feel like we're sure. not. So, so I, I had developed these six pillars. Like I said, they're just guidelines. I'd love the ladies that are listening to just write them down and to just think about them as they go throughout their weeks. Maybe on a Sunday, just reflect on them and say, how can I make sure that I am focusing on these in some way, shape or form or not letting them okay. completely fall off? All right. So the first one is? So the first one is discover your purpose. Purpose means being present and you're fully involved in all aspects of living. So when you think about why you wake up in the morning, why do we go to work? Why are we taking care of our kids and why are we putting them in certain sports and doing certain things? What is the purpose of all of this? Are you doing it for them because they want to, are is their purpose to be in those sports? Do they mm-hmm. want to do it? Are you doing it because you feel as if you should be doing it? Just being more introspective in terms of what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And this is really hard for women. It's really hard. It's, it's hard for parents in general yeah. to really think about why do I do the things I do every day and make the decisions that I make every day. And to take some time to really think about, you know, how can I take steps towards what I want to accomplish? Is what I'm doing moving towards my purpose every day? And it could be a family purpose too. So your family might have a mission statement or your family might have a purpose. And so that every decision you make, you say, is this really the right thing for us? Is this moving us towards our purpose? And then you can recognize when things are pulling you away from it. Exactly. And um, basically removing anything that doesn't serve you. Okay. So there's a lot of things that we are faced with on a regular basis. Pressure from, we talked about it earlier, the politics of sports and things like mm-hmm. that. Just know that you're a grown-up and you don't have to deal with some of this. Yeah. And if it's really not that important to your kids or if it's not something that they're pushing for, why are we all pushing for it? Sure, and we tend at work. Yes. Oh, yes. Things at work that we'll just say yes to. And we're like, why the heck did we say yes? Exactly. That's not going to move my career forward. Exactly. That is not going to help me in my stress level. Exactly. So that's and the the discover your purpose. We could talk about. We have a whole workshop about that because it really is important for women to understand why they're doing things. Mm -hmm. Why are they taking time away from their children to go to work? It's okay to go to work. But while you're at work, are you growing yourself? Are you yeah. making sure that you're saving money and, and looking towards the future? Is you As long as you know why you're doing things, it feels better doing them. Yeah. You don't absolutely. wake up on Monday morning going, this is awful. Yeah. you know, And maybe it is awful. So maybe it's time to think about some changes. So it's really just looking at why you're doing what you do. Okay. And is it making you feel present and fulfilled? Okay. So that's the first one. Okay. Number two. Number two is demystify your finances, which is basically what we've been working on all year. So it's asking good questions and avoiding common mistakes, which is what we've been talking about. 
there are so many things that we don't understand and we don't take advantage of because, again, we're not, we're not talking about it. We're not getting involved. In this particular case, if we think about the next four months, we don't want to completely derail our finances where on January 1st, there is a giant credit card bill and we're starting out in the red. That's what we're trying to avoid. So it's really important to have a budget, have a holiday budget, have a family discussion about, you know what, I don't want to end up like this every single year. Who wants to start off the year stressed out about having to get out of the hole we put ourselves in? Because let's face it, the holidays are over in a snap. And they're fun while they last. And then we don't even remember because it went so fast. And now we're just stuck with the bills. So we really want to make sure that we are staying true to what we've done all year. And hopefully, I think it was two podcasts ago that we discussed starting to plan for the holidays, starting to put money away for the holidays, not taking really expensive trips during the summer if you can't afford it because you'll end up paying for that. It's horrible to have a vacation that you then look at for the next 10 years on a credit card and dread that bill. Every, it's just a terrible way. So we want to make sure that we're looking at those important drivers of long-term success while we're entering a time period where that instant gratification is going to really be pulling on us. Yeah, Our kids can really pressure us. My son right now is on me about these sneakers, and it's come out of nowhere you know, he pretty much didn't care about this stuff. I mean, he cared about how he dressed, but I guess the footwear wasn't was the last thing to come along. And I had to say to him, it's not that we can't afford it. It's that I don't want to give the message to, to him that we, yes, all the time. How much are those sneakers? $160. $160? Mm-hmm. Now, actually, that's not bad because there's some sneakers out there that are three and 400 But when you have a child that we just did his his physical for sports and he's grown six inches in a year so he was five two last year in july and he is five eight. Oh my gosh he towers over me <laughs> he's five eight and he How gained is he again 13, 13. yes oh God. yes so imagine his foot size yeah. and how it's yep. changing yep and so i finally said to him you have to earn part of this you have to earn part of this. You know this. what I did this year? Just, I know we're going to go through this list, yeah. but this year for back to school shop. No, actually I started it last year. I gave them each a mall gift card and I said, here, here's your budget. You spend it how you want. If you want to spend all of it on one pair of sneakers, yep, that's your budget. And it was awesome because now I didn't have to stress about having that battle. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure you should spend a hundred dollars on jeans? Now yeah. it's like, Hey, it's your gift card. It's your budget. That's right. Yes. And I noticed my my daughter just yesterday, we were at the mall. And she goes, oh, I love these jeans, but $60. What could I buy with $60? And she started to talk through it. That's and she awesome. didn't buy them. I'm like, oh, my God. This was like this huge light bulb. I just wanted to run around the store and it's tell every so other mother great. there. I'm like, this is great. Did you see what just happened? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, re- it makes them really think. Not only are you taking the stress off of you, but you're teaching yes. them really important concepts yeah. for the future that money is not unlimited. And I think our kids, unfortunately, especially in the, the days of, I said, writing checks earlier, nobody writes checks anymore. We slide a card. Yeah. Or now we insert the card for the chip and. My daughter likes to insert. She she loves to do it. But 
she has no real Concept, foundation yeah. of where where is this all coming from. And so you're teaching them valuable lessons for the future, too, that they're going to have a paycheck yeah. at some point, and it doesn't just magically inflate every, every yeah. time you want it to. There's, I wish. It's not a bottomless just, pit in the wallet. Just a moment and just, oh, exactly. Could you okay. imagine? So now all of this, too, the six pillars of strength, this you can actually do with your family. 100%. So that right there, we just incorporated the kids in it. Absolutely. Okay, so number three. So number three is protect your health. Ooh, that's a tough one at this time for it mamas. It really yeah. is. When it comes to us as women, we have to be more diligent about our health than our husbands do, believe it or not, because we live longer. People have jokes about why, and we could go on and on <laughs> about that, but we have a longer life expectancy. Yeah. And we tend to go into that life expectancy with less money to actually fulfill the needs that we have. And our health is our biggest investment because the less healthy we are, the more expensive our health care yeah. is going to be. And as women, we have to be really diligent about making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. We have to put our health as a top priority. And health is, like I said, everything from your physical health, your financial health, all of this can cause stress. Mm -hmm. Stress that changes every decision that you possibly can make. So we have had wonderful advancements in medicine. So we live a long time, but we may not necessarily live a really good life. It could be painful. It could require a lot of care. So if you're young enough and you have the ability to really be focusing on your health, you really want to try and protect yeah. it. And as we get into the holidays, we all tend to splurge. We all maybe don't go to the gym as much as possible. We're entertaining, so it's hard to find that time for ourselves. But really, this is more of a bigger picture. Yeah. And in the short term, just don't get yourself so derailed that on January 1st, that same I want to lose 20 pounds is there. Every single year, because what's going to happen is every year as our hormones change and as we get older, 20 pounds becomes 22, becomes 24. And we have to make sure that we're going to the mammograms and making sure that we're doing all the preventative care that we possibly sure. can, because yeah. down the road, this is going to become far more expensive for you. So that's number three, protect your health. Which ties into number four. Yes. Mm. So number yes. four is put your own oxygen mask on first. And we've heard that over and over, yes. but it it is harder to do. It's completely counterintuitive to what we feel as moms. So we all know you're on the plane and that's where the that's mm -hmm. where the line comes from is make sure you put your 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 mask on first before you put the mask on your child because it makes sense logically. Yeah, we'll say it, of course. Yes. Duh. And then we look at our own schedules and we're like well, how about that? I missed my eye appointment three times, you know, exactly. because something else came up. Yes. And so we, we cannot be superwoman at all times without having some moments of, of self-renewal, of reflection, recharging our batteries, mm -hmm. saying, you know what? So perfect example. We were talking about it earlier that the kids have to be all over the place. Let them figure out how they're going to get there. They're getting to an age, especially if they're teenagers. So my son has had to ride his bike to football practice. We live close enough to the school. But in the past, I would rearrange my work schedule, be losing my mind trying to figure out how to get him to the school for football practice. If they want to play and he can ride a bike, he can do it. You know why we do that? Because we're afraid of being judged. Right. We're afraid. Well, yep. that's 
we'll get there in a second. Oh, is it one of them? Oh, oh, that's, oh yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> okay. it, it's literally everything. It's everything. It's And it's also the fact that our kids, it's we feel we're being judged by other parents. Mm-hmm. And really, if we were to sit down and have a frank conversation with any of these other parents, they're feeling it too. But so it, we're really judging ourselves. We are. Yes, it's, it's because us. we are. Yep. And we judge other people. And we maybe judge them for different reasons than we feel that we're being judged. But ultimately, we're all living in the same chaos. And I think the world would be a much better place if we put the chaos on Facebook instead of the perfection on Facebook. (laughs) Because we are living in chaos all the time. And we have to make last minute crazy decisions. I mean, how much do we love when at 10 o'clock at night, our kids say, oh, um, I was supposed to bring paper cups to school tomorrow for the party at 10 o'clock at night. Sure, sure. We have to start to say, you're not bringing the paper cups. And you're going to tell the teacher that you didn't tell me that you needed to bring paper cups. And you're going to be the one that's embarrassed, not me. We have to stop bringing the homework that they didn't bring in the morning, running up to the school for them. You know what? If they don't have their lunch, they'll survive. This is the stuff that we have to start saying, okay, enough is enough. Let's take a moment. Mom needs to breathe. Mom needs to have an hour a week to read a book, a yoga class, whatever it might be that you get to say, not responsible for anybody else but myself, because you are going to burn out. And when we burn out, we are less effective at the very things that we're trying to be perfect at. Yeah. And this is all tied in. Yeah. All of these six pillars are tied in. Yeah. If you're exhausted because Mm -hmm. you're being pulled in 17 different directions, you're no longer going to worry about what, what, what is my purpose? I don't really care right now because I'm exhausted. (laughs) Wait, wait, my 401k, um, don't have time for that. I don't, right. And uh, I know I, my mammogram was supposed to be last week. I did not have time for it. Or I'm paying a $25 late or late charge because I forgot about it. And didn't go, and now I get the you didn't show up charge. So it all comes down to taking a moment for yourself. And that moment for yourself shouldn't be, I'm going to go through my to-do list and figure out how I can schedule things better. No, 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 no. You need to take a breather. Hmm. You need to just recharge. Go get a massage. Go for a walk. A simple walk for an hour. Just take a moment where you're not thinking of anybody else but yourself. Yeah. You really come back more refreshed. There. Erica Cummings just gave you permission to do that. Take a walk. Take a walk. Just a walk. (laughs) Doesn't have to cost a thing. (laughs) Okay. So um, you had mentioned the fact that we are feeling like we're being judged. So number five is seek contentment over perfection. We are not perfect. We don't expect our children to be perfect. We don't expect anyone else in our lives to be perfect. But for some reason, we feel we have to be perfect. And part of that is because we can have... I always say you can go from zero to hero as a mom in a matter of minutes. And I always use the story that I had this you know, great day with my daughter and we had this amazing breakthrough together. And she was just, mom, you're so amazing. And da, da, da. next morning it's Valentine's Day and I totally forgot. So I had nothing for her. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a true story? Yes, oh. yes, yes. So we had this great... Day. And the next morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I don't have anything for my husband. I don't have anything for the kids. I, I no, just completely sure. missed the day. February 14th was like any other day. And <laughs> I just, been there, though. and then yep. you just come up with the, 
So kids, mom decided that the best way for us to celebrate Valentine's Day is to do it after school when everybody is <laughs> yes. rested yes. and home and mom can sneak out at lunch to fix what she forgot. <laughs> so you have so many times that we can go on this roller coaster mm-hmm. and, you know, one day my, my son will be at the orthodontist and they say he's just wonderful and he's so polite. And then the next day. I hear that, you know, he's in trouble and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, here we go again. And so we have to obviously take responsibility for parenting our kids, but we need to support the honesty that we have as parents. And there's illusions that unfortunately we see all the time on social media. And yeah. I always joke that there's that perfect picture where all the kids are smiling and the parents look great, but it took three hours to get that four second picture. Oh, sure. Because they're scrambling all over the place. They're crying. No one's happy to be there. Everyone's sweating. And this is all for the holiday card (laughs) so that we can send it out. (laughs) So it used to be that we would just, you know, it would be this small amount of people that you'd send it out to that would say, oh, they look so perfect. And so there was maybe a hundred people that got your card. And then there was a hundred moms that said, oh my gosh, their family looks so perfect. Now we take that card and we post it on Facebook so that, Hundreds, maybe thousands of other women can go, oh, my gosh, they look so perfect. Yeah. They yeah. don't. They have the same exact crap that they deal <laughs> with just like we do. So we have to start. I would like I said, I would love it if we just posted on Facebook all of the craziness and the chaos. Yeah. And just know that if you make it through the day and are creating relatively productive members of society... <laughs> They have food. <laughs> Overall. <laughs> Overall. In general. Yeah. Yes. Well, for example, last night, it was a little crazy. We went to the ice cream shop and that was dinner. And oh, it's okay. That. I think we've all done that. It's okay. Ice cream for dinner. Yeah. Okay, let's yes. do it. And the kids are like, you're the best. And here I am saying, yes, well, you I are. am. You're a hero. Oh, yeah. Don't drop the ball today, Erica. Yeah. Now, mind you, <laughs> the whole reason that I'm a hero is because I dropped the ball. Oh, because I right. had no dinner. <laughs> But that's okay. And so I think we have to be more honest with each other, too. We have to be okay. And I think this comes with being older and more comfortable in our skin, too, to just say, you know what? I have a very limited amount of time with these kids, and I have a limited amount of time in a day. And I also have a limited amount of people that really should care about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And most likely, I use the golf analogy, because when I golf, I always feel like everyone else is watching me. So I... Because I'm the most important person on the course, of course. Yes. And my husband's like, no one is paying attention to how many times you miss the ball. No one is paying attention because they're mad at their own game for the day. We are very selfish human beings. We are. So when you screw up, and this is what we tell the kids all the time, too. If they look at you, it's for a split second. Then they're then they start worrying about themselves again. Exactly. And exactly. what's important to them. Exactly. So you're right. So we have yeah. to stop. We have to, like I said, just. Get rid of the the perfection that we see on social media. Start having more conversations that, with your friends. I guarantee you that they'll say it'll be a competition over whose story is worse. I if know. you just open up the can of worms, it'll be <laughs> sure. oh really? I can top that one. Oh, right. you missed a Valentine's Day. I missed a Christmas. <laughs> and that'll be right there. You'll be okay, like, I, I found my tribe. I'm good. That's awesome. Okay, so now the last. Of the six pillars of strength. The last one is design your own career path. And this Mm -hmm. is really important because 
as women, we have to make so many decisions about whether or not we want to work outside the home or whether or not we want to stay home with our kids, whether we want to work from home. Can we have a flexible schedule? Do I want to continue to pursue more upward mobility at work? Uh, Do I want to shoot for that promotion? Do I want to take on a a position that would require me to travel? There's so many things. I just want all the women out there to understand that this is your journey. This is your career path. All I want you to do is to plan it well. That if you're going to choose to exit the workforce for a while to be at home with your children and raise them, which is wonderful, just make sure you're doing it with your whole long-term plan in place. Mm -hmm. A lot of times those decisions are made in haste. They're made when you're at your wit's end when the daycare bills are more than what your paycheck is or you feel like you can't make it through the day because you're being torn in so many different directions and all of a sudden you just say, you know what, I'm out. This doesn't make sense. And in your mind, it's a relief at that moment. But then fast forward when the kids go to school and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be so easy to get back into the workforce again. It's not. And that's not to say that you shouldn't make that decision, but you should go into it with your eyes wide open. Yeah. And And, plan. And adjust your planning accordingly. If you're not going to be bringing income in, then you should be adjusting your budget because now you're relying on one income. And does that income have disability insurance? And does that income have emergency savings? And so it's just the, the notion of planning your career. It's your career. Men do this. They get to plan how they want to strategize and whether they move from job to job to Mm -hmm. better themselves. You can do the same and no one has the right to judge you. No one's decision is any better or worse than yours and that we have to start supporting each other instead of judging each other. If someone wants to work hard and I'm somebody that I, I couldn't possibly not work. It's just in my nature. I quite frankly think that women that stay home have it so much harder than I do. So much harder. And I can fully admit that I think I would go crazy to a certain extent. And somebody might judge me because there were many things that I didn't see. Many things that I didn't get to see because I was at work. Mm -hmm. That was my choice. And then there are women that say, you know what? I should have never left the workforce. Should have never stayed home. This is, this is nuts. So Just make sure you're planning it, make sure you're proud of it, and make sure that you don't let anybody else judge you for what you're doing. And if you feel like you're drowning or if you feel like you need to make a change, talk to people. And make sure that whatever decisions you're making is going back to your purpose, going back to your family's mission. Don't feel pressure and don't feel as if you should have any guilt for wanting to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, and you're right. It is all connected. All yeah. of these six pillars. Yes. Um, so we'll link these to the show notes. Awesome. We'll write them out. Or if you were taking notes, awesome. If not, if you're not a note taker, that is fine. Yes. I will take the notes for you. Perfect. And I will post it. Yes. Yeah, you can post right here the, the ones that I have, the way that, that awesome. they're described right there. Beautiful. The six pillars of strength, CFP, VP at Morgan Stanley, Erica Cummings. We always look forward to having you. And next month, we will be back in. Yes, we will. Thank you. Thank you. 
Next week on the Seven Figures Podcast, we're going to be talking about adulting. It is the book called Adulting, and it is a fantastic read for all of us, but especially for teenagers and if you're in your early 20s. So we'll talk to one of the authors next Friday. In the meantime, you have a fantastic weekend and cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe and tell a friend about the seven figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women. Smart money strategies for women.